right, everybody. Hey, it is another edition of the Totally Corrupt Podcast, and today is March 7th, 2023, and we are live on Twitter Spaces. Tonight is a very special episode of the podcast because we will be bringing in Tucker Carlson tonight live. He's got some very important information regarding January 6th. We have been told ahead of time, so we'll be bringing that in most of the show live and giving some commentary in between the breaks. So with no further ado, let's get Captain Diggs on the phone and get this party started. If you're not already following us on Spotify, please do so. We're also on social media everywhere else. Getter, True Social, Instagram, Twitter. Just look for the Totally Corrupt Podcast. Here we go. Captain, you're starting to get like Southwest Airlines, bro. Oh, are we delayed again? We're delayed. That's all right. But We're going to cancel all the flights. Sorry. That's all right. Listen, Tucker starts in about five minutes, so I figured we could get uh, kind of the gist in. Did you happen to catch his show last night? Oh, yeah. Did you? Oh, Tucker's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, 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 the shaman is actually a shaman. <laughs> he actually walked through with the police escorts. He actually had at one point what, like nine police officers like surrounding him and he thought he was doing everything legal and he's still in jail. He's been in jail for like almost two years, man. Well, I mean, yeah. That's a long fucking time. More than two years. It's 23. That happened in 21, right? Well, he's been in jail for what? Two, three years, and uh, yeah, he uh, he's in prison for four. So does that mean he gets time served, or is that just for uh, felons? I don't know, man. Like It's a long time to be in jail for not really doing anything violent. I mean, those tapes were pretty clear and obvious that he was just there for the show, and... People were being nice to him, walking around. Like you said, there was like nine cops. Escorting him. Escorting him. And then... Uh, giving him a tour. Exactly. This is a, this is a tour. Uh, if you saw the video, you realize he was giving a tour. Well, this guy's in the fucking gulag right now. And then the other thing that was interesting... Um, Remember the cop that allegedly got smashed in the fucking head with a fire extinguisher? Well, that guy was running around. The guy that died like a day, day and a half later from a heart attack rather than a, a beating to the head? Yeah, like he died from a stroke or something no, like that. No, have you seen some of those videos from uh, Biden and Pelosi? They say uh, four to five police officers died. They died. they died. Did any? I don't think any did, except for that guy the next day, right? Had a heart attack. That's it. Like, no one got he shot. He had a heart attack afterwards. And the thing is, you got to think about this. You put his wife in literally, 
she's like she's any anybody's significant other that died would be trapped would be devastated they play on the whims of people well yeah like but, I mean, people, they, they basically drew it out to say that, like, hey, a violent mob came in, got fucking rowdy, bunch of cops died, one guy definitely died and got smashed in the head with a fucking fire extinguisher. Nobody talks about... It's all bullshit. Uh, Bobit. Nobody talks about Bobit. Ashley, yeah, ba- Ashley Babbitt. And we, we Babbitt. Know, you, remember, you remember when we went to um, visit Joe Kent at one of his speaking events? Yeah, we got an opportunity to ask him right then and there what his opinion was, and he's like, "That—that's an officer who just shaky trigger finger shot somebody." Yeah, that 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 poor girl was murdered, and like, there's new video coming out all about like you know like her interaction with that guy from a different camera angle. Like I saw it today on Twitter. It's like, fuck, man, like. She was just happened to be at the front of the door, and he pulled the trigger. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I definitely know that's not white privilege. No, I mean, she was shot by by a black man, yeah, who had expertise and um, basic hey, uh, training. Got to interrupt. Tucker's on. So hey, it's, Let's bring him in. We'll get back to that in a minute. On Capitol Hill. That video was recorded 26 months to the day before, January 6, 2021. And for 26 months, that footage was held from the American public. The January 6th committee made certain. Now, the Justice Department also kept a lid on that video footage. And in fact, in some cases, DOJ did not share it with criminal defendants who'd been charged on January 6th in violation of their constitutional rights. So we felt it was a public service to bring what we could to you. There was no justification for keeping this secret any longer and a powerful argument to be made that sunlight is always and everywhere the best disinfectant. And in fact, because it was video evidence, it is to some extent self-explanatory. Anyone could look at the tape and decide what he or she thinks of it. So the tape we showed last night indicated very clearly that Capitol Hill police, in some cases, escorted protesters through the Capitol as if they were giving a tour. They did that with Jacob Chansley, the so-called QAnon shaman. At one point, they even tried to open locked doors on Chansley's behalf. Chansley was sentenced to four years in prison for his crimes in the Capitol on January 6th. And the video we showed you last night raises the obvious question, why? On what grounds? The video I showed you last night also showed that Officer Brian Sicknick was not beaten to death with a fire extinguisher by protesters on January 6th, as the media and Liz Cheney so often claimed. The video shows Sicknick walking around the building, apparently in good health, after he was supposedly killed. We showed you that video. You can make of it what you will. We also showed you a video that proves Ray Apps, the mysterious protester who encouraged others to breach the Capitol, lied to the January 6th committee about where he was on that day. But for some reason, the committee protected him anyway. He was not considered an insurrectionist. He was their ally. So once again, you can draw whatever conclusions you like from that video. We have ours and we shared them with you. 
But it's really beyond debate that it is good for this country for Americans to be able to see it. The media and politicians, the people in charge, have talked about January 6th every day since it happened for 26 months. And so at some point, the evidence should be presented to the public. In free countries, governments do not lie about protests as a pretext to gain more power for themselves. They don't selectively edit videos for propaganda services and then lie about them in fake hearings and show trials. But that's exactly what happened. And every member of Congress should ask why that happened. But Democrats in the Senate, the Democratic leader in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, is not asking why. Instead, Chuck Schumer went on the Senate floor today to explode and to say that showing that video, evidence of wrongdoing by the federal government, including the security forces, the police department that Nancy Pelosi personally controlled, letting the public see any of that is a threat to democracy. Watch. Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. I don't think I've ever seen a primetime cable news anchor manipulate his viewers the way Mr. Carlson did last night. I don't think I've ever seen an anchor treat the American people and American democracy with such disdain. (laughs) There's nothing that shameful that has ever appeared on American television in the history of the medium. And so, on the basis of that, the self-evident outrage of showing the public video that it paid for and has a right to see, Chuck Schumer called for the censorship of that video. Any information, and he did not dispute that it was accurate, the damages a storyline his party constructed and used must be squelched. And Schumer was explicit on that point. Because that video contradicted lies told by the Democratic Party, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinsinger, Chuck Schumer demanded that our bosses pull this show off the air. He's going to come back tonight with another segment. Fox News should tell him not to. Fox News... Rupert Murdoch, tell Carlson not to run a second segment of lies. I urge Fox News to order Carlson to cease propagating the big lie on his network and to level with their viewers about the truth, the truth behind the efforts to mislead the public. Conduct like theirs is just asking for another January 6th to happen. It's a threat to democracy. Pull him off the air. A couple of obvious observations. You don't often see the Senate majority leader openly call for censorship on the floor of the Senate as if that was totally normal and didn't contradict the spirit and the letter of the First Amendment. But of course it does. But what's really happening here? What you're seeing is hysteria. The overstatement, the crazed hyperbole, the red in the face anger. What is that? Well, it's not outrage. Of course, it's fear. It's panic. Those videos, which we did not retouch, which we brought to you after running everyone by the Capitol Police to make certain that we didn't imperil anybody. We told you that last night. Those videos touch a nerve because they're a threat to the lies that Chuck Schumer has been telling for the last 26 months and not just Chuck Schumer. We should also tell you that Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, was joined in this outrage by the Senate Minority Leader, and that would be a Republican, Mitch McConnell. 
And they were joined by a cascade of other Republicans, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, Mitt Romney from Utah, all sharing the same outrage. And from this, we learn two things. One, you're getting close to what they really care about. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why is it so important that they would degrade themselves by telling such obvious lies and calling for censorship? Why? What are they trying to protect? That might be worth exploring, and we plan to. And the second thing that we learned from this is that they're on the same side. The Senate Majority Leader joins the Senate Minority Leader. Tom Tillis, Mitt Romney. <laughs> they're all on the same side. So it's actually not about left and right. It's not about Republican and Democrat. Here you have people with shared interests. The open borders people. The people, <laughs> the people like Mitch McConnell who are living in splendor on Chinese money. The people who underneath it all have everything in common are all aligned against everyone else. And that would include almost all news organizations in this country as well. And so if you're watching this, it might be kind of interesting to keep a list. Because one thing we learned today is that they're all in agreement with each other. They kind of outed themselves. They sort of showed their membership cards and whatever club this is to the public. So keep a list. If you want to know who's actually aligned, despite the illusion of partisanship, we found out today. We have a little more tape for you tonight. So if you take three steps back, you may notice that the one person, really, who was never blamed for anything that happened on January 6th was the very same person who was in charge of the police force, the Capitol Hill police, that was charged with securing safety on January 6th. And that person was Nancy Pelosi. So if there was a security failure on January 6th, and demonstrably there was, that was probably Nancy Pelosi's fault. And after looking at thousands of hours of footage, we came to the conclusion that many others have reached, which is the Capitol Police were not prepared for what happened. And that's fascinating when you think about it, because there was ample warning. The federal intel and law enforcement agencies knew perfectly well there could be a massive disturbance at the Capitol. But the frontline officers on duty that day didn't know. And yet the people who kept that information from the frontline officers who were overwhelmed by thousands of people milling around the Capitol building, the people who fell down on the job, who didn't do their job, they were not punished. They were rewarded. And you have to ask yourself, why is that? Here we go. Many in federal law enforcement knew perfectly well there was going to be a huge demonstration in Washington on the afternoon of January 6, 2021, and that it could become potentially violent. There is no debate about that fact. The FBI knew. But it's also clear that many on the U.S. Capitol Police Force, the frontline officers who protect the Congress, did not know. They had no idea what was coming. And because they didn't know, they were completely unprepared for what happened that day. That is a very strange failure of communication, and it has never been explained. To understand more about the response to January 6th inside the Capitol, we sat down with a man called Tarek Johnson. Johnson served as a Capitol Hill police officer for 22 years. On the day of the protest, he says he was responsible for securing the certification of the presidential election. If there is anyone at the very heart of the January 6th story, it's former Capitol Police Lieutenant Tarek Johnson. And yet, for some reason, the January 6th committee never called him to testify. My voice was one of the first ones you hear on the audio transmission, so um, 
I, I did expect to get an interview at some time, but no, it didn't happen. Uh, I guess the focus um, um, was on Donald Trump. According to Johnson, no one answered his numerous pleas for help over Capitol Police radio frequencies. Johnson says he, quote, didn't hear anything on the radio. According to Johnson, Yogananda Pittman kept vital information about the protests from frontline officers like him. Pittman was the assistant chief of the department in charge of intelligence operations. We should have been better prepared that day, and we could have been better prepared that day if the information was disseminated like it was supposed to be. Once protesters moved inside the building, Johnson's first concern was the safety of senators. His job was to protect them. In rising panic, he called over the radio for direction and assistance. Even now, two years later, he is baffled by the response he got. I was requesting permission to evacuate the Senate side, um, the Senate chambers, um, because I had a clear line of sight to get them out the Senate door, and I didn't get permission. Um, the dispatcher called a couple times to see if I can get permission. No response. With Yogananda Pittman and his other supervisors unresponsive, Johnson says he decided to begin the evacuation of senators himself. The person that I thought was going to authorize the evacuation didn't do it. I wanted to get those members of Congress out as quickly as I could. That's why I initiated, um, you know, those evacuations. Me being disciplined, um, it wasn't as important as not getting the members of Congress and their staff to safety. Footage we reviewed seems to bolster Johnson's account. The video shows Johnson conducting the evacuation of senators from the chamber. Yet Tark Johnson was not rewarded for what he did. He was punished. A photo emerged of Johnson wearing a MAGA hat outside the Capitol. That picture cost him his career. Sometimes I look at it and like, thank you, God, for blessing me with this hat. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I wish this hat never came in my life. A Biden voter, Johnson says he donned the hat in an effort to rescue fellow officers he believed were trapped in the building. I figured if I had the hat on, it'll be easier for me to navigate my way through the crowd. It was um, basically self-preservation and um, de-escalation, um, and I needed to get up those steps. I couldn't say what would have happened walking through that crowd without it. But for the crime of wearing a Trump hat, Johnson found himself suspended. Ultimately, he resigned from the force and lost his pension. He now works part-time as a furniture mover. Yogananda Pittman, meanwhile, thrived. Two days after January 6th, Nancy Pelosi elevated Pittman to acting chief of the Capitol Police. Late last year, Pittman took a high-paying job as the head of security at UC Berkeley, which is right outside Pelosi's congressional district. Berkeley announced Pittman's hiring with unqualified praise for her, quote, steadfast commitment to social justice. Pittman herself boasted about her heroic performance on January 6th. Her department, she said, quote, saved democracy that day. We reached out to Yogananda Pittman for comment, but she didn't get back to us. Tark Johnson spent 22 years as a Capitol Police officer on January 6th. He says he was in charge of securing the certification of the presidential election. So he was right in the middle of it. If anyone was, Tark Johnson was. Here's more of our sit-down interview with him. Mr. Johnson, thank you for joining us. And thank you for having me. So from the outside, here's how it looked. We now know that huge parts of the federal government were aware that there was going to be something big happening at the Capitol on January 6th. They knew there were going to be big demonstrations there, um, and they prepared for that. But the Capitol Police, on which you served for 22 years, did not seem prepared at all. And of course, that would be the front line in preparedness. 
Was the Capitol Police prepared for that day? The frontline officers and uh, supervisors were not prepared for that at all. When you say that, did you, you, so you had no idea it was coming? Uh, we knew that there was going to be a demonstration that day, but we had no idea that we were going to be facing what we faced on that actual day. So things start to fall apart. People stream in the building. You call upwards in the command chain. Help me. You don't get a response. What do you do next? So around two o'clock, um, it may have been a little bit after two o'clock. I hear a officer say that the Capitol was breached. So I ran inside of the building. I ran, you know, to 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 assist. I knew that um, that location of where the that first breach occurred was near where the members of Congress would be locked in. We initiated a lockdown, so that means the chamber doors on the Senate side and the House side were locked. So that means the members of Congress would be safe inside that, those locked rooms. Yes. So I ran over to the um, House side first to make sure that those doors were locked. Then I ran over to the Senate side to make sure that those doors were locked. So I asked over the radio and I say something to the effect that um, we need direction. We have hundreds of people inside of the building. What do you want us to do? We need some direction. I got I, I heard no response, no response. So. You know, um, at that particular time, how, how could nobody responded? Nobody responded. At some point you put on a MAGA hat. Yes. Now, um, I, th- I think we have it. I think we have the actual MAGA. Yes, hat. we actually do have the MAGA hat. I have it here in plastic. So here it is. Um, want to take J six. It yes. says I, so, I labeled it J six. So tell us why you put the hat on and how that was related to your well, suspension. That's what got me national attention was the wearing of the MAGA hat. They were officers that we had a distress call that there were um, approximately 10 or 11 officers. I can't remember the exact number were trapped at the top of the rotunda steps. So um, I elicited the help of some CDU officers to help me go up the steps. And I kept yelling that all the way up the steps, giving people high fives, trying to make it up the steps to get to the guys. And as I was going down, there was a um, demonstrator on, I believe he was on my right side of me. So he reached over. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know if he was going to hit me. And he put the mega hat on my head. So, um, so as I was still trying to walk down the steps, then he asked for the hat back. And I said, well, I would like to keep it because I could is, is, you know, the hats want to help me. Yeah, it's your passport through the crowd. Yeah, exactly. So the Capitol Police is by definition nonpartisan. It serves both parties in the Congress. It protects members of both parties. 100%. And it has to be that way. In the wake of January 6th, you saw what looked like partisanship at the Capitol Police. Did you perceive that? I'm still shocked because uh, as a Capitol Police officer, um, we even had a... Um, we had our chief of police at the time. His name was, well, um, Stephen Sun. And yeah. he, um, he called for a, uh, all the officers uh, who was at work that day, he called for everybody to come in. And we all, went to, um, we all went to Emancipation Hall in the CVC. And, he, uh, and this was during um, the Black Lives Matter demonstrations. Yes. And he told us that as Capitol Police officers, we need to stay neutral. We need to stay neutral, period. So... Um, we were like, you know, OK, that's that's what we do, we, you know, because we protect Democrats. We protect, you know, Republicans. We protect everybody. So we need to stay neutral. So then after January 6th, um, you had um, some um, police officers who wasn't neutral. It didn't seem neutral at all. Yeah. And that was an issue. Yes. So, I mean, that devalues the credibility of Capitol Police, doesn't it? If they're allowed to be partisan in public, they're supposed to be neutral, period. Since you were there, 
on January 6th. What did you think of the job of the January 6th committee? Do you think that they were honest in the way they approached it? Do you think they got to the truth? I pray almost daily that they would get to me. Um, I was never asked to testify. And if you listen to the radio... You were never asked by the January 6th committee? I was never asked by anybody connected to the January 6th um, committee to testify. Um, I ask myself why every day. Um, And every day... I might have a different answer, but um, I, you know, looked at what pretty much um, they focused on Donald Trump and not the failures of the Capitol Police. Why do you think they were there? I think that um, some people there uh, had planned on being violent. Some people may have turned violent um, after what they were going through. I think that um, um, people wanted to support their president. They wanted to, some of those people wanted just to support him. And um, some of those people um, didn't commit violence and some of those people didn't plan on it. We haven't answered every question about what actually happened on January 6th. Far from it. There's still many mysteries from that day. But one thing we know for certain is that the story they told you about it, a pat tale of good versus evil, an insurrection with no guns that took place at the U.S. Capitol, those were lies. And they were lies told for a very specific purpose. Of course, the people in power wanted more power, and they got it on the basis of those lies. But in the process, many lives were destroyed, and some people are still in jail tonight, not having had their constitutionally guaranteed moment in front of a jury of their peers. They haven't even put on trial yet, and they're still rotting. Julie Kelly is the one journalist in this country who's been following this very closely. She wrote a book on it. January 6th, how Democrats used the Capitol protest to launch a war on terror against the political right, which is a perfect summation of what actually happened. Julie Kelly joins us now. Julie, thanks so much for coming on. Um, so it dawned on us as, as these tapes made very clear that the story we've been presented is an, is an absolute fabrication. It's a lie. It's a fraud. Um, that people may still be in jail on the basis of these lies. And so we wanted to talk to you for an update on where those cases are tonight. So, yes, there are, well, at least 100 men have been held under pretrial detention orders over the past two years. That means that a judge has denied them bail because the government, DOJ, successfully argued that that individual was a threat to the community. This includes, Tucker, people charged with nonviolent offenses like obstruction and conspiracy. So, of course, they don't have access to what could very easily be exculpatory evidence contained in this video. But aside from the now, I think, around three dozen men who are held under pretrial detention orders, Tucker, believe it or not, there are some men going on 24, 25, 26 months denied bail, languishing in jail, including the D.C. Gulag, as the government continues to delay their trials. This all has the imprimatur, by the way, of every judge on the D.C. District Court. I want to emphasize the real villains here are the federal judges in Washington, D.C., who have allowed the government to play every single game to keep this evidence out of the hands of defendants, violating their oath of office to protect the rights of defendants and their due process rights. So I really want to emphasize that. Um, But look, Tucker, there's a thousand criminal defendants right now. Half of them have pleaded guilty or been convicted at trial. So and the government just announced in two months ago in January that they were still uploading global, they call discovery, which means material related to the entire investigation. What they did was arrest people first, 
find the evidence later and cover up what could um, potentially uh, exonerate these defendants. If this were happening in any other country, the U.S. State Department would immediately acknowledge that these were violations of the most basic human rights, these are political prisoners, mm -hmm. and the U.S. government would condemn it. But it's happening here, and it's ignored, except by you. And I so appreciate your tireless reporting on this. Julie Kelly, thank you. Thank you, Tucker. So as far as we know, for more than two years, no one in our vast and well-funded media landscape demanded to see the footage that we have been showing you. Footage that was shot with your money on cameras that you paid for on public property that technically you own. So we did, and we got it, and we're proud of that, I guess. It's kind of a basic function of journalism. But now that we have done that, well, of course we've committed some crime, say the media. Carlson attempting to downplay the violence by showing video of people calmly walking around the Capitol. And Tucker was trying to persuade his viewers that while there were some bad apples, most of those there were peaceful. Right. Showing you the video. Can you imagine? Ignore your lion eyes. MSNBC has the truth on tap. More next. All right. So I guess the big thing there is nobody called for help. You know who called for help was Donald Trump. He actually called in the National Guard. Which is funny. I'm surprised he didn't mention that during that rant with the, no, with he, the cops. He, he, he called the National Guard and they said no. Pelosi says we got it. And then it seems like her police allowed everybody to go right in. Even though some people that were agitated tried to break down the windows and stuff, but when they got into the Capitol, they uh, they respected it. You didn't see anybody throw Molotov cocktails, try to burn down or pull down statues. Everybody was kind of walking through the aisles and then even if they didn't walk through the aisles they still revered i mean think about that that's the one thing that people don't think about is that um, what do republicans uh hold dear to their heart we hold dear our family our state our uh, freedom and what is the left? What does the left turn into? The left has turned into anarchy, Antifa, burning down. Um, did you just police, did you see how they, Antifa works in Georgia just recently with the the, 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 the police uh, training station? They want police to get better, but no, they want to burn it down. And they and they say they want to burn it down because of uh, environmental responsibilities. So what did they do? They burn a couple of John Deere tractors and a whole bunch of. They put so much carbon dioxide into the fucking atmosphere, and they go, "No, we're here for uh, climate change." And it's like, "No, you're not." I think the, I think the point that you're making though is that the the people that were there were pissed off about an election that in front of everybody was stolen. I mean, can we not? No, have... no, 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 no. I'm talking about the 
Oh, I I'm know. I'm talking about. I know you're talking, talking about, about Antifa, but uh, but your original point was that no one was there to fuck shit up. They were just there because they were pissed, and everybody came down because the election was clearly stolen. It was just the feeling amongst everybody. There was so much momentum so, going for Trump, and what you're saying so is that is that they didn't act like Antifa, like we just saw. So Brett, so Brett, our uh, our leader in January 6th with the QAnon shaman. Remember? Yes. The, the, guy, the guy who's a Navy fucking seal. Jacob Chansley. And, was, uh... and, and he walked through the Capitol with cops surrounding him the whole time. And at one point, there was nine cops around him and not one cop grabbed him. Because he didn't do anything illegal. And now he's in jail for four fucking years? Are you fucking kidding me? As soon as this tape has got released, this gentleman, this shaman, <laughs> so he had horns on his hat, but he doesn't have horns out of his head like most of the fucking uh, drag strip drag queen story hours for kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, no, he was trying to make a point and we have lost our focus. The point our our loss of morality. Um, well, that, that guy, that guy that they just said what got fired from his job because he was wearing a MAGA hat that someone put on it. And then you heard his justification behind it. So it's like a totally, like one sided deal. If you were with you were for Trump or if there was anything that you you know, like if you were the shaman or you were that DC cop with the MAGA hat on, you're going to jail. You're losing your fucking job. No pension for that guy. But hey, that that other the the black woman all of a sudden got, she got fucking um promoted and all this crap and the guy's saying it's like, listen, they didn't even say anything. All right, here Tucker's Tucker's back. Let's bring him back in. And there was a reason for that. So a small group of people, which include the leaders of the Democratic Party and their allies in the media, had a complete monopoly on what you were allowed to know about what happened, what actually happened in the Capitol on January 6th. And they defended that monopoly with great ferocity, as monopolists tend to do. So the moment we broke that monopoly simply by getting access to the footage is not hard. That's what you're supposed to do when you work in the news business. Other media outlets went crazy. They all did. And we just couldn't resist not to be self-referential, but it's too hilarious. So we assembled a montage. Here it is. What we saw tonight, Allison, from Tucker is, is nothing new. He has been trying to sanitize the very real violence that we all saw uh, unfold at the U.S. Capitol. 41,000 hours of footage from an attempted coup is federal evidence. How on earth is Kevin McCarthy trying to justify the fellow members of Congress giving 41,000 hours of federal investigative evidence and material to Fox News? This is the danger of not fairness, unfairness. You should give it to every news organization at the same time. What's next? Or, uh, is the Speaker of the House going to turn over the daily schedules of the Capitol Police? Uh, are they going to give them the codes to the, uh, to, to the locked doors? Nobody that believes any of that garbage Tucker was spewing, none of their kids will ever believe that garbage. It feels like a Soviet 
system or, you know, the way the Nazis would build a Potemkin village. Tucker Carlson's doing the same thing with the footage from uh, 1-6. Footage. <laughs> We're both Soviet and Nazi. What you're hearing, of course, is panic. It's fear. A hurt dog barks. But it's still pretty funny. Steve Krakauer covers the media for a living, really better than anyone else. He's the author of Uncovered. He joins us tonight. See, thanks so much for coming on. I think I'm getting kind of old, but I thought the whole point of the news media was to get evidence and bring it to viewers or readers and let them assess for themselves, like in a country full of adult citizens. But no? You would think so. I did, I'm sorry, did Don Lemon say this is the problem with fairness? I, 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 I think that... I, um, it's so yeah, great! Okay, look, this is, as you mentioned, a total panic episode that we're watching in real time, yeah. flailing by the corporate press. Because, yes, for years now, as you mentioned, over two years, they've crafted a narrative that really is a house of cards. No one really believes that what the, the media portrays, which is that this is just another 9-11, the, the worst attack since the Civil War. No one actually believes that. I mean, you look at poll after poll of the January 6th committee, which, which really was in partnership with the media. I mean, they actually had a former media executive an ABC executive craft the, the committee's videos that you saw. I mean, it, it was a total partnership. You know what, Diggs? And yet it didn't move the needle at all. No one was swayed you with me, by Diggs? the total sham that what? we saw yeah, from the six committee. I'm thinking this so is now, a good one, yes. good one to kind of talk, I, I, talk I, I, over. I push pause real quick. Push pause real quick. There is no pause. It's live TV. Well, well then cut it off for a second. I'm turning it way down. Yeah, I'll just turn it off. You know, if he gets back to like some videos or something like that, right down there, they're just bitching, they're just bitching about the other media channels. You know what? Um, You're watching it at your you house, right? What? You're watching it at your house, right? I'm listening to with you. Oh, okay. I got you. So, no, but the thing is, you see that Chris Rock special on Netflix the other night? I haven't, but I heard it was like um, epic. I heard it was good. It was fucking epic. Like really honest. Yeah. So Chris Rock was this short black American male that got slapped by fucking big old fucking uh, the uh, kid of Bell. Will Smith, yeah. Will Smith, the fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And uh, he kept it quiet for a year. And he as in, that's why I think some of the most intelligent people we, we have in our society are comics. Yeah. Because they get embarrassed. They get hurt they hold it back until they actually have a reason to talk about it. And then when they talk about it, it has a reason, it has a purpose. It has a strong force behind it. It's, it's like what Chris Rock did. And Chris Rock during his, uh, his, uh, epilogue, his, his episode was basically uh, talking about woke count culture and all this other bullshit we, me and you have been talking about for years. And he broke it down into something that just makes you laugh about it. Like, are you seriously? Like, I mean, seriously, seriously, cancel culture and fucking, uh, 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 fucking sex change and 
talking to your kids about sex and shit. I don't know about you, but my dad didn't talk to me about sex for a while. But it's 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 fascinating that they divert us all this while when uh oh inflation's going up, um cost of living's going up, um rent's going up, um pipeline's done. Uh we're almost getting into World War Three. There we are so focused on just the little shit of society rather than the real part it's like we miss guys like um our guy we were listening to earlier alex jones he's doing, jones he's doing and everybody thought he, everybody everybody thought he was nuts and every single thing he's actually i mean he sounds nuts i'll give you that no alex jones is not i mean like listen no but he sounds nutty he sounds nutty how 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 he's intense. Outgoing he is, he's really how intense. intense he is. He's very intense. But the thing is, but the thing is, if you wait two or three years, he's right. It's it's amazing. Well, he's he's always on the on the you know fighting the globalists, you know, which is the one world government people. Which you know, these are the Klaus Schwabs and the uh, World Economic Forum. We talk about all the time. You know, the Rockefellers, the Rothschild, you know, the Bilderberg groups. People that really want to know, take over on, the whole on, fucking world, that's, that's where he goes. No, but before you go there, you got to remember there's certain things. The uh, Russia collusion never happened. Prostitutes never pissed on Donald Trump. Um, the Wuhan lab? He, he's, the, oh, 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 my gosh. That's a real that's, thing? No, no, you can't say it's a real thing. You can say it's a plausibility now, like... I don't know why the the fucking U.S. No, Department you, of Energy said it's a like it's like it totally is a thing. You know why they? Thing? You know why? So Dr. Fauci wrote a, a a letter right before him and Trump had to go up in front of the nation. He co-wrote a letter, and the press goes, "Hey, who wrote the letter?" And he goes, "I don't know. I can get that back to you." You co-wrote the fucking letter. Right. I mean, he co-wrote a letter that said, hey, this didn't come from Chinese Chinese lab. This came from uh, evolution, from from uh, animals to people. And uh, you know why he did that? Because him and three or four scientists were sitting there going, oh, shit, dude. Uh, we're not supposed to do this, but we... We gave money to China what? to do this because no, you know they would do it, and it killed a million people in America. Here's here's what happened. Not just around the they world. They already had the solution to the fucking problem. You know, like Pfizer and Moderna, they don't own those patents. You know who does? The fucking U.S. Pentagon. Those are the people that own the patents on these um, uh, the vaccines. Who are we paying to make them? Who are we paying to make them? And every single time you see a fucking show, especially a far left show, it's just proudly sponsored by Pfizer. Well, yeah, I mean, like, okay, that's that's the fucked up part. Is like those guys give so much money to the media, and they give so much money to sports, like NFL and NBA, and okay, why do they give money to why do why? 
because why? because those... why would you why would you give somebody money because you'd expect something back right it's it's to control influence exactly so i mean and then the and then you know the the media companies are such bitch asses that they don't they're, they're in such economic turmoil that they are so afraid to lose 75% of their advertising money because that means they go out of business and they're already doing shitty. Like the media business is you really know, tough. You know, the best thing we got going on right now is that we control the purse of the nation. We have Congress might not have in the Senate. Might not have the presidential thing. He's not doing much anyway. He fell asleep at like 3 p.m. today because he was tired. Did you hear what he, Did you he, hear what Biden said the other day about that? Well, they took 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 my head off to see if I yeah. had a brain. Yeah, they said they they opened my head to see. If, I mean, like they to see if I have a brain. He said that. Yeah. What the fuck is that all about? <clears throat> Oh, my God. And people wonder if we would be in worse trouble with Trump. Do you think we'd even be in a Ukraine war right now? No. That's another, that's another thing be, they lied we about. Would not even be, we would not even be close. Everybody that's gotten to uh, the top levels of government are warmongers. They want us to get into war. We don't want to get into war. I'm at the age where I'm probably not going to get drafted. You're probably just got over it, you know. But there's going to be a lot of young people that are going to have to get into wars, and they don't even know what a woman is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want somebody firing a bullet for our country that doesn't even know what a fucking woman is. There was just I mean, a, uh, a, a lawsuit that was overturned about some male power lifter that thinks he's a woman. So this power lifter who is a man is now going to be competing against women. It's like the fucking swimmer guy all over again or that fucking MMA fucking chick that was or the you, guy you know that was fighting okay, chicks. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I know that's sports, but you let's talk about police. You know how police are racist and uh they're biased and they're going to lower in certain cities, L.A., Chicago. They're going to lower cer certain limits that you can have tattoos in a criminal background. They didn't really it, tell it, us it, what the criminal background is. Well, look Could at what happened in uh, Memphis there. You know, no, no. The it reminds me of that movie Training Day with Denzel Washington. <laughs> yeah. But except for they, they still had to pass some shit. It seemed like in that movie, like we're now like the physical standards are, are, are well below what they should be. And they don't, you know, they don't care if you have a criminal background, you know, like in some cases they're fucking looking for people to have a criminal background. I mean, come on. Like what's happening is the standards, the bar has been lowered. So what's going to happen? Everything's going to become training day. There's going to be no. some guy that knows everything's going to get corrupted. Well, it's happening right in front of our AI, face. AI, AI is going to get in, in our, we're going to have robots. And then one day all the robots are going to kill us. That's what's going to happen. Oh man. I mean, I've posted some crazy like AI, like dog looking things. They can fucking shoot guns and shit. Like, 
I mean, they, they know the difference of like facial recognition of like which person to shoot and which person not to. Shit, even Elon Musk was on on a video recently saying he goes, "Oh yeah, you could make a set of killer drones pretty easily." Hold on, hold on. Don't you remember uh, Terminator? Yeah, that shit's coming to real they life. They made a lot. Of, and remember, remember the original. Uh, what did they call that? Um, the end day, or whatever they called it. Um, is where the Terminator hive brain said that humans need to be extinguished. And that was the whole premise of Terminator. And that's exactly why Terminator keeps coming back every couple of years and fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger or some liquid guy or some fucking... No. The whole thing about AI, I don't think we should do it. It's too late. I don't think we should do AI. It's too late. It's teaching no, itself it, at this point. Well, look at that. You look can, at that. You can disconnect it before it happens because would you rather live life in 2023 or in 1956? You know what, <laughs> what? I mean? Well, no, I w- think about it. Would you rather live in 1956 or two or right now? Would you rather live where, like, your friends are cooking pies and bring them over and, like, hey, let's have a get-together. Have There's a lot more family type of things going on. The morals then. of those times were, were much stronger. Uh, however, those times also sucked, too. Like, I mean, for a lot of reasons. What, what did they suck for? Uh, let's call, like, uh, medical, medical surgery. Now you got technology. Medical surgery, medical- yeah, okay, like communication. Now you, got, now you got all of that. Now you got all of that. But I'm just saying the condorm. But those are the those, way people those, treated those, each other. Sure, exactly. That's that's, and that's a product of the decline. In that is a product of the technology that's that's come about. So like, we don't have to use our brains nearly as much. You don't. We talk about this all the time. You don't have to go. Does that help you? Out? You don't have to go to a bar to go and figure number? out what's Do going you on. Remember in the last. Do you remember the last phone number you called? No, I remember like two phone no, numbers. No, because you push you you push you push a number. You push a button. Right. You used Somebody, to have a fucking list you, on your you got, refrigerator. You got a you got a digital assistant in your fucking pocket. Exactly. I mean, you got you got you got more brains in your fucking pocket than they had on the fucking space shuttle that fucking barely made it back. Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy because I re- technology is evolving incredibly fast. Now, okay, we still got Tucker Carlson on the, the on the on the other side here. He's got Russell Brand on right now. Who, who was he was just on the Rogan podcast? Did you get catch any of that? Like, oh yeah, I like, listened to all of it. Talk about a talk about a super lefty who turned like what people are considering far right. Like, Called a red pill. Rogan too. Like, I mean, I think they're just like interested in the truth, you know, like Russell Brand, do you want to send that guy to war? Fuck no. But you know, what? I think, no, but I think Russell Brand was the guy that like Joe Rogan, he's both of them are sick and tired of being lied to. Yeah, Tell yeah. me the truth. Let me make my own decision. Of course. And Yeah. I think, and, I think there's a lot uh, now, of people now, like that. Now, I, I think with what Tucker Carlson is bringing out of the uh, um, January 6th thing, 
is explosive. It's like, if they lied about this, what, how, I mean, seriously, they lied about everything. Um, well, yeah, like, I, mean, I could go, 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 go. The, the, the Biden's laptop. The Ukraine phone call, Kyle Rittenhouse, George Floyd, the fucking effectiveness of the vaccines. Shall I keep going? Well, the thing is, the left only likes hate. And I don't, I'm not trying to fight it, but I know I am a Christian. Just the way I think. Just the way I believe in people. Just the way I treat people is that I treat everybody the same and stuff like that. But I don't have any hate in my heart. Even though I want to, I'm like, you guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> you know, these people that are fucking doing all this shit, it's like uh, Antifa riots and uh, senators that are saying Antifa doesn't even exist. And it's like, what just burned down? Who took over? Who took over Seattle back in the summer of love? Antifa. I mean, we were here. Like I, who, uh, I used to who think firebombed who firebombed the new police development over east in Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Antifa. Who probably derailed the fucking trains? Antifa. Who's probably burning down these fucking farms and chicken farms and the the oil plants and shit like that that just mysteriously are burning up left and right. Like you, you know, what fascinates fascinates. Someone's me behind that, that shit. That's they, just they ask. No such AT, thing as coincidences on that. Air T, they ask uh, uh, Attorney General AG uh, Garland. Yeah, they ask him, and uh, they're like, "Hey, you prosecuted so many people on this side, and you only prosecuted too many on this side. What what's the deal?" Uh, and they asked him that on TV, and he goes, "Well." We really can't investigate it because they normally attack at night. What? They attack at night. So you got all these FBI, CIA guys. and You can infiltrate anything else, but you cannot infiltrate America. the one uh, chaos group that is uh, helping your political brand. Merrick Garland is a fucking clown anyway. Yeah, that guy wants. No, that guy wants to prosecute people that say "fuck Joe Biden" or chant "fuck Joe Biden." Like that means like, I mean, that "let's go Brandon" movement. Like, okay, that's they want to go after those people. That's the stuff you're trying to fucking solve. I mean, we all know Joe Biden's a fucking puppet. I mean, he he just said publicly, like you said. You know, I have no brain. No, I have they no brain. opened up my head to see if I have a brain. What the fuck is going he on? He never answered if they saw one. No, and then the funny thing is, with that video, doesn't show. Like I saw the full, I saw the full clip. Dude, they tried to. He tried to walk off stage. He walked off the opposite direction, and someone had to turn him around. How many times has that guy done that? He just fell up the stairs on Air Force One again. Again. His third time. You know, the funny thing is, like, so Trump just spoke at uh, CPAC. I don't know if you caught any of that. No, I saw it. 
So, I mean, we're talking about. Sounded great. Yeah. Like, I mean, he talked about basically uh, the first day I get in. First day I get in, this is what I'm going to do. Blah, 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 blah. And in the the war before I even get in there. Because he knows knows it's all bullshit. He didn't say a thing about Joe Biden. He didn't say anything about Hunter Biden. He's got bigger fish to fry. Like, um, get our money. Are like, like we're not in debt as much anymore. Like we're gonna be in debt for a while, but let's figure out how to get out of this. Um, shit, get our Keystone Pipeline going again. Um, get 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 a uh, get America's working again. Um, when he was in office, as far as I remember, um, Mexican and African-Americans had the best employment history ever. Yeah. You know, those don't, those don't seem like things that are bad. Well, and that was the surprising thing is like, you know, like during the election in 2020, this is what's caused the whole January 6th thing is like, how many people, how many Hispanics, how many black people did he pull from the Democrats that usually get that vote? A lot. A fucking lot. Yeah. Little Wayne fucking supports Donald Trump. You you know what, though? Is that me and you both have friends that are like, I'll never vote for Trump. And it's like, and it's like why? And we talk, I, 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 I talk to Gonzo all the time. And I'm like, you know, I kind of give him shit here and there. I'm, you know. Well, he's a super like, lefty. Very super lefty. But he's not burning down buildings. He's not causing destruction. He's just, his destruction is in other people's minds. And the thing is, is you gotta be, you gotta be kind of stronghold. You gotta be like, I've seen the other side and I'd love to be part of the other side. I'd love to be it. I thought about this. I, I would love to be a Democrat because you know what Democrat means is free speech. Um, Democrat means well, I'm, free liberties, free liberty. I think what's and, happening uh, is I think what's happening is a lot of people that consider themselves uh, fiscally Republican and uh, socially liberal. We call those people libertarians. Uh, I think that's that that group is starting to merge in this new Republican. It's not like the Bush era Republicans anymore. And that was something that you know uh, Trump talked about in his speech. Like he's like, we're not going back to that shit. You know, like the two sides. The two sides have gotten so far apart. Yeah, let's let's. You, you either got to be on one side or the other. It really did and split are you the be middle. On the extreme or not. You know, well, he really split in, the middle because, like, a, tr- Trump really wasn't, you know, like a hard nosed Republican. He was kind of a partier and did this and that, had lots of women. You don't see, like, you know, the, the, the hardcore, like, Ronald Reagan's, the Christians of the world, you know, like, you didn't see Ronald Reagan, like, out with, like, every Playboy model and having multiple wives and you know, kids with different women and shit like that and partying and stuff. Like, it's not like Trump party. He never drank, but he did party, you know, like he was about, you know, being in the scene. 
He's wanted to be, he wanted he wanted to get his name out there, so he'd go to the biggest parties and oh yeah, Trump's going to be Trump, there. Trump, he, Trump, he used Trump, to call. Trump became, Trump became the scene. When you have a word, a, a slogan called the Trump card, and if you use a Trump card, you beat everything. Like you're playing poker, you play the Trump card, you win everything. I mean. There's a reason why it's named after his name. Uh, there's a reason why a lot of uh, artists, a lot of rappers, wrote songs about Trump and how successful he was and how they wanted to be like him. Yeah. And then he be he became the guy. Mac as Miller. As opposed to a political guy. And then all of a sudden, everybody fucking uh, backstabs him out of nowhere. I mean, totally, totally backstabbing. Listen. Sorry, a big, big old plane was going over my house. It sounded like we were landing landing the plane, which is probably what we should, should do uh, anyway, because we're coming up on our time. But, uh, what, I mean, what do you, let's just final thoughts. What do you think, what do you think of the Tucker Carlson uh, uh, big, you know, expose? Like, I, I thought, I, th- I thought I'd hear, more. I think anybody. I think I. I think anybody that was actually uh, involved in the January six riots that were uh, um, convicted or are convicted should be immediately released from jail. Yeah, I mean, if absolutely. I, if I see if I see anything on that um, thing, yeah, some of them broke windows. I don't know who those people are. Nobody burned anything, and everybody is pretty organized. I mean, they kept in between the lines of the ropes, and then some of them scurry off. But I mean, I don't see anything. I don't see a, a summer love. I don't see a choppy city and. Seattle. I don't see a fucking Skid Row expanding. I mean, you, if they went in there and they started putting them like tents, then I'd be like, okay. What the fuck are you talking that. about? There's a tent city in every fucking blue why, city in why America. Is there not, why is there not a tent city in the capital? There you know is. Why? There is no. They won't. They won't allow it in D.C. Are you fucking kidding me? No. In, no. I'm saying in the Capitol, in the House of Republicans, they won't allow it. Well, I, I got asked for a cigarette the other day, and yeah. it kind of perturbed. It kind of perturbed me because <laughs> you got to ask. Okay. Maybe you should stop smoking cigarettes. No. Well, she asked me for a cigarette. And then she goes, oh, do you got a light? And I'm like, you don't got a light in that purse you got? Because she had a big-ass purse. This is a homeless and, person uh, or just some random person? What do you- no, you could tell she was homeless because of the size of her fingers. <laughs> that's People that are homeless have homeless. these huge... Yeah, that's how they have these huge fingers, like red and pussy. Uh... Drug addict. You know what they're doing. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But she asked me for a cigarette and I gave her a cigarette. I didn't talk to her at all. 
but I was just like, I can at least give you a cigarette. But it pissed me off. I was so pissed off. I'm like, you need to get your life I together. Th- I thought you were a Christian boy. Don't get so elitist on who you give cigarettes to. Like, you're in need. No. But, get, but give you a light. Also, get the also, fuck out of here. <laughs> no, also God thought you should get your life together, right? Yeah, well, maybe you could have been that voice. Get your life together. You should have said, here's a cigarette. Get your life together. Anyway. I wanted to suck her in the throat. That's 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 not what Jesus would do. That's what I would do. I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm just a little side part of them. And right now, I'm angry at everybody who doesn't have the balls to get their shit together. Yeah, it's, it's time. Or vagina. Time. Balls or vagina. And I'm I am definitely saying there's only two genders. Well, yeah. I mean, duh. I don't know. I heard. I heard. I, I heard the greatest thing oh, the other day. Last thing. What? Uh, so your your boy Fetterman is he alive or is he dead? You see well, that? his wife is his wife is vacationing. Did you see that thing on CNN? The, the the little clip I sent you the other day, where they they put up his obituary on CNN and then they they took it off. I mean, like, how they, could you? They literally, how people actually? How how could people actually vote somebody in who's basically brain dead? <laughs> <laughs> and well, you have we already the did it. They already did of, it once. Of, uh, no, and then you have the option of that doctor guy, that that guy from Doctor Phil and Oprah and stuff. Um, what I forget his name, Doctor Oz. Guy. But Doctor Oz. No, seriously. If that guy was in charge of shit, I mean, we're just. We're just electing brain dead people in every aspect that we can. Like the FAA. Have you seen have you have you seen the interviews of that guy? Oh my god. The, oh, oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. We got we got we got six different uh You talking about the health uh, the, the health? What are you talking about? The people No, the FAA. FAA. The flyer the, the, the flight people. Aviation. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did not see that. So he couldn't answer six of the first six questions. Because, but, uh, but but he's black, so he's I was going right? to say, is, uh, is this person uh, a minority or gay or trans? Because that's how you get a job in the Biden administration. I swear to God, I Pete Buttigieg couldn't even fill a pothole in his fucking in his road. But now he's running everything. He has, Are you serious? He has no idea what he's doing. And and I don't even care. I don't even care. Be good as you want, but do the job right. You know what I mean? I mean, hire the best person. We are hiring the worst people ever. The that worst. I've ever seen. The worst. The worst. Yep. So let's uh, hope things get better. And uh, we'll end this podcast. If they get worse, you know where we're going. Well, shit. 
don't know what to say, but fuck Joe Biden and Merrick Garland. You can come after me for that if you want. That's, that's pretty much all I post. I wonder if Kid. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if Kid Rock would say fuck Joe Biden too. He just said fuck Fauci. Anyway, that's all we got for you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in on Twitter Spaces. Thank you for uh, following us on Spotify. Uh, look up the Totally Corrupt Podcast on social media, wherever you may follow us. We are on uh, the free-speaking ones, which would be uh, Getter, True Social, and uh, now that Elon owns Twitter, we're building that shit up, too. So... That's all we got for you, everybody. Have a good night. Peace. Peace.